One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue. But the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine. Just fine, just, just fine. There's Jughead and Betty. And Dad's a serial killer serving some jail time. Jail time, jail, jail time. We got milkshakes at Pops. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crime Some crime, some, some crime Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine Maybe damage, damn, damn, damn And sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With Team Cheryl Who's Archie? Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas, where we always get things right the first time around. And today, I'm joined by some very special guests, starting with the original Archie Fuck's creator, basically. The, the, the man behind Milkshakes and Mimosas, none other than the god of thunder himself, Thor. Hello, Thor. Oh, thank you. It's good to be back. I, I felt bad. I kept I kept either being busy, too busy to record, or too busy to have time to watch the movies. So it it wasn't a good combo. And I'm I'm very excited to be back. I know you'd been getting a lot of a lot of fan mail asking about me. You know, if anyone did listen to this podcast, I'm sure they would be asking about you. Well, even even that um, one guy in New Zealand that's our only feedback didn't ask about me. So <laughs> show runs fine without me. <laughs> <laughs> no no you are missed you are missed but talking about people who you haven't got a chance to miss because they keep coming back kyle hello kyle Howdy. how goes it it goes pretty well how goes it with you oh you know general quarantine-esque malaise and dread but speaking <laughs> of general miasma of misery today we're going to start a very uh it's experimental i'm kind of trying to play around with the formats of the shows going forward we are covering uh episode one of archie's weird mysteries and for the next few weeks we're going to be covering one uh, episode one two and three uh and just kind of seeing what people think uh, there'll be shorter episodes, but I kind of wanted to see what would happen if we kind of tried to adapt the, uh, not not necessarily recap, but but what we do for normal Riverdale to other shows. And I thought that if there was any good place to start, uh, it would be a cartoon series that's weird as hell. So we're trying it out with Archie's Weird Mysteries to see if it works. Because uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the state of the world, but there's no guarantee that Riverdale, as it is, will be coming back anytime soon. So gotta explore other options while you wait for the show to return. Um, so yeah, that's, that's... I assume what CW is going to do to replace Riverdale is they're going to keep the time slot and pretend it's Riverdale and then just cut up the movies starring the stars of Riverdale into like super oh, awkward, like like that that um, Kung Pao Enter the Fist movie where he just like, you know, took nine different <laughs> Japanese movies and edited his, himself into them. <laughs> yep, yep, definitely, definitely. Uh, wouldn't have been Japanese movies because it was Kung Fu movies, so that's the Chinese. But anyways, oh, um, you racist son of a bitch. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Things took a harsh turn. Said almost, 
they'll even start airing movies that almost starred uh, Riverdale uh, stars, like the Power Rangers movie with uh, KJ Apa, who auditioned to be Jason. <laughs> yep, there you go. They they'll listen to this podcast and they'll just be like, all right, so I can cut this movie, this movie, this movie, and this yeah, exactly. movie. Get, get what the, we want. Uh, there'll, there'll be the scene from that Friday the Thirteenth movie where uh, who was it? Betty's mom showed up. No, it was not Betty's mom. It was Sheriff Keller showed up in part eight, and then Betty's oh, shit, dad showed up. The worst Lachlan one. Monroe showed up uh, in. Oh, Freddy Lachlan Versus Monroe. Where he gets what? like zapped in uh, by Jason because Jason like let's stabs not, a bunch let's of not, things. Let's not forget if we're talking about Lachlan Monroe of his early Canadian teen drama days on uh, what the fuck is it called? I think North Point. It's actually up on YouTube. You can watch it all up on YouTube. I watched it all on YouTube and uh, because I have no life and I'm like, yo, I'll watch it. I'll watch any t- Canadian teen drama because, you know, Degrassi nerd over here. Uh, <laughs> But yes, uh, Lachlan Monroe's early Canadian uh, teen drama days. Let's not forget those. Oh my God! Never. We, need, we need to watch this show, Andrew. We need to have yes, an episode. Yes, we, do, we'll do. De- we will definitely do that at one point in the future. What <laughs> I love about Lachlan Monroe is I've been seeing him in movies for twenty years, and I think I said this on the the very first time that the very very first episode of Archie fucks before it was even milkshakes and mimosas. Um, I I said. Uh, the dude was, like, not a great actor. And, like, there's people like Schwarzenegger who, like, you look at their early roles and they're not a great actor, but then you look at them now and you're like, oh, they've, like, matured and they've learned how to act by watching other actors around them for 20 years. Lock him in a row, exactly the same shitty actor 20 years later. <laughs> well, as you know, uh, he did do a cameo for us when somebody paid for him to say hello to Valeska. And he was like, y'all, yes. Uh, I love milkshakes and mimosas. The best Riverdale podcast there. And I was like, you would never listen. Nice. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, wicked. That's awesome. But before we get too far off topic, West, let's get West to what... I'm gonna pay West for him to, I'm going to pay for him to do a cameo where he says, I hate milkshakes and mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> then, that'll, then that'll be the intro to every podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> this Suck. <laughs> uh, but no, so we're talking about Archie's Weird Mysteries, Episode 1, Attack of the Killer Spuds, I believe. I think it was Attack yes, of the Killer Spuds. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So that title, so let's go, so we'll, we'll do a thing to talk about what the show, like what happens in the episode. But what I want to start each uh, discussion about is the clear influences on uh every episode because each one of these episodes at least that we've seen so far is very much um you know reminiscent of classic horror or classic something um and so for that one uh attack of the killer spuds you immediately think of attack of the killer tomatoes because it's clearly aping that for the title yeah however it doesn't really have much to do with attack of the killer tomatoes uh, it is. It has much more to do with uh, like invasion of the body snatchers, with a little bit of faculty, which is like a build off because there's supposed to be like one big, uh, you know, leader potato that we do not see, uh, and a whole lot of uh, very weird bondage scenes. Um, <laughs> that's basically. Funny, funny you mentioned Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Isn't that also a send off to those fifties B movies? 
It is. It is. It is. But I. It, but, but I think like it, it definitely is. But I think specifically like attack of like attack of the killer spuds uh, because there's like a, a a vegetable in the name. Yeah. I I really thought of. But there is th- even things cl- uh, farther back than that, like attack of the killer shrews uh, yeah. is a very famous one. And I think that's I the one more. where they put suits on dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have that you me seen? Too. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, I remember that from its director, John DeBello. Thank you, Deadly Premonition. <laughs> um, have, have you? Speaking of Suits on Dogs, um, I couldn't let that pass without saying my favorite Suits on Dogs film fact. Have you all seen the deleted footage from Alien Cubed, the one directed by David Fincher? So... Um, very serious director David Fincher somehow signed off on the idea that the alien would start out as a dog actor in an alien costume. And and there's just this footage of this greyhound just moving exactly like a greyhound across the set being like, oh good, my treat's over here. And it's just (laughs) the least scary thing you've ever seen. Amazing. When you're trying to get your dog to be intimidating, but he's too busy being a good boy. Exactly. (laughs) He's being the goodest boy. Yeah. Speaking of the goodest boys, we do get to see um, this is a very strange pilot episode because it does not make any sense as far as just like most pilots they introduce what the show's about, they introduce all the conceits, they kind of explain what's going on. But this one, it just kind of goes from zero to killer toma- uh, killer's potatoes, like, mighty quick. Like, there was no real setup. And, I mean, we didn't really need it because, honestly, especially in shows like this that are, like, genre-adjacent shows, the pilots, I find, can kind of be some of the worst episodes of the seasons uh, yeah. in the series because they just are really boring and setting up things that you can kind of just intuit if you watch a normal episode. So I thought that was actually pretty smart on the show. I would have appreciated, and I'm sure that was also because this wasn't meant to be watched in order. This was always meant to be syndicated. Um, yeah. And I would have appreciated if they at least had named Reggie. I swear they never even say Reggie's name. Yeah. That's fair. I don't think they say Reggie's name for like yeah, a while. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, from when my I watched the episodes, I don't think they did, and I was like, "What the hell? That's kind of weird." Yeah, exactly, exactly. I it's mean, a, considering that was, that this, was this aired on like Sunday mornings on the Pax Network, like they didn't have much of a high respect for the series. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but he is named because they uh, do the intro song where they're like Archie's mysteries. Yeah. You go like Veronica Betty, Archie, blah blah blah. Reggie, Reggie. Yeah. Archie, Reggie, Be- Veronica Betty, Jughead too. How about you? I think it's how about you. It then goes. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> there is there is some. And let's let's not pass by the intro without pointing out that it fucking slaps. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's, it's a great. Intro. It's it's not in the be- it's not in the line of the best kids cartoon theme songs, but it's pretty catchy. True, true. 100%, 100%. I would say, I would say, um, as far as, uh, we'll get into what this episode is and what it kind of imbibes, but do, um, do you guys have any history with the, the franchise itself, and what did you think overall of this episode? Uh, Kyle, let's go with you first. Uh, 
I really knew of Archie from seeing the comics at the end of the supermarket uh, aisles. Yes. Uh, as like being a little kid and like going on, you know, grocery shopping adventures with my mom and being in the cart and just looking at them and like, oh, okay. And then seeing like free Archie comics at like used bookstores or uh, renting the old, I think, 60s or 70s Archie cartoon on VHS from the video store. That's mainly right. most of my Archie uh, experience. I remember watching Archie's Weird Mysteries when I was around 9 or 10 years old on Teletoon. As a Canadian, I'd watch Teletoon uh, <laughs> and just sort of experiencing it then and just like, oh, okay, this is kind of neat. I guess it's a send-off to B-movies. When the only B-movie experience I think I'd have as a little kid in that era was probably uh, repeats of Tremors on cable. <laughs> right, right. That that makes the most sense. Yeah, it, it's very interesting because this was made right in the, like in the late 90s, so 99 and went into yeah. 2000. And that is not a time at which you would have seen, um, just as an average kid, you would have seen a lot of these types of movies and, um, you know, older B-movie material. Uh, I guess, I guess, I think uh, Mystery Science Theater was still trucking at that time. So that's why we get most of your... I think MST2K, like, just ended at that point. It was on its 10th season. Right, okay, okay, so fair enough. And, And so that... And and so then you probably there was like no exposure and uh, for uh, for everything about the the show it actually doesn't like make a joke like it does make a joke out of its B movie stuff but it still kind of tries to make it creepy at the same time so yeah, like, there is a yeah. little bit of respect there which is nice. Um, well, it had it had kind oh. of like as much as I I didn't um, and I like that I interrupted you going over to me. <laughs> Um, yeah that's yeah. that's how it works yeah um, i just wanted to say especially what you're talking about about the the tone it's very interesting because yeah it, it it wasn't it wasn't a show that i was really into like it very much felt like a kid's show it didn't feel like gravity falls or uh you know phineas and ferb where it was a show that i could could watch as an adult and find yeah. value in it. And that kids cartoons that are like that, like Animaniacs or something like yeah, that, where it's exactly. like, oh, this is most definitely a kids cartoon, but no, to- like adults can totally watch this and not be just made insufferable from yeah. it. Yeah, so it wasn't like that, but I did appreciate what you were talking about, that the tone was very much like Joe Dante. It was very much like they were making fun of B-movies, but they loved B-movies, and I, I did appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. I was looking up the writer to see other things that uh, he wrote. Uh, Brian Swenlin, uh, just that's as a, a weird. That's a fake name. This is this. this that is a fake a, name. That's a porn actor name. It definitely Swenlin. is. But I was in the process of looking through his career, and I discovered this Disney show from two thousand four, uh, two thousand four, five, and six, called Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. What? Oh, I know of that show. And I'm a voice the. And I need to show because of Charlie Adler. There you go. Is it any good? Because it just looks like a weird... The poster makes it look like Back to the Future. It's all right. It was a cute little send-off to 90s cartoons of that era, like uh, Cow and Chicken and those sort of Cartoon Network shows. I only know of Brandy Mr. Whiskers because of Charlie Adler, which, like, I grew up with that guy's voice on, like, Tiny Toons and so many other shows. Right, right. And, and this dude has like a huge career, like probably the most famous thing that he wrote aside from TV uh, experiences and TV movies. Um, he wrote, well, 
he he wrote the Return of the Jaf- Return of Jafar, which is the sequel okay. to Aladdin that went straight yes. to video. It's the, um, it's yeah, the and, one. I mean, it's the one bad Aladdin sequel because Disney pissed off Robin Williams so much that he wouldn't come back for it. Yeah, true. Oh, but you, but you have Homer Simpson as the genie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One with Dan Castellaneta is the genie. I love that guy, yeah. but clearly they the the script they handed him just kept saying Robin Williams improvises something funny, which he yeah, replaced with nothing. <laughs> damn, can't replace damn. Robin Williams. Just can't. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, so Kyle, do you wanna do you wanna kind of give a, a little bit of a recap and talk about what actually happened in this this episode? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, Archie, it starts off with Jughead and Archie watching a sci-fi movie marathon and uh, Jughead getting really into it. Uh, Archie criticizing his friend over watching so many movies, which I'm like, hey, Archie, quit being such a fucking buzzkill. Uh, B-movies are great and it's fun to marathon them. Get off his dick already. Anyways, uh, uh, Jughead starts to get into, quote unquote, the zone as you watch so many movies, as you just get sucked into it. Uh, Jughead wins a prize from watching all of the movies in the marathon, and as they go to the TV station, uh, they don't notice that something's a little off, uh, because the prize is a potato, a, st- a trophied <laughs> potato. And, and, and we, we don't mean a, a trophy that's like a gold potato, we mean like just an actual potato glued to the top yeah. of the trophy. Yeah, exactly. It's just right on there. Just right on the potato. Anyways, they take the potato home, and they think, okay, well, I guess we just want a potato. Whatever. Whoopee. <laughs> and uh, so Archie Jughead uh, uh, leave and uh, head home. Uh, Jughead goes home and just basically sets the potato down on his table and doesn't realize that the potato starts to grow tentacles. And the tentacles start to take over everything. And we get a realization that the TV station has actually been taken over when the TV reporter that hands uh, Archie and Jughead the potato uh, is not the reporter. She's actually a clone. And the clone is working for the great potato god. <laughs> yep, pr- pretty much, pretty much. That's uh, that, that was actually a really good... Uh, thank you for doing it. I'm sorry I, I just put you on the spot like that, and you did... And you did very good at that. Uh, and you did good without spoiling the entire entire episode. Like that was that's like proper trailer material. <laughs> I'm honored. You know, I gotta say, I feel like this episode has a lot of anti-Irish sentiment. <laughs> I I was just surprised, like how it was like. Uh, TV is bad. And you know why too much TV is bad? Because you'll become a fucking potato. And you're like, this doesn't really work. Like this doesn't this like this line doesn't work. Cause, you know, he he got turned into a potato not because of watching movies, but because aliens turned him into a potato man. Like it's not it's, and it's supposed to be and like it's supposed to be like the idea that you are uh, being wrapped up by a potato god makes it feel like you're watching TV forever and you're in absolute bliss. And I'm like, that's not really how TV works, right? Like I, even then, like TV had uh, you know critical thinking involved. You weren't just sitting there watching and like slowly melting. And especially, I found it insulting because I have those kind of movie marathons all the time. Same. I found it insulting 
only because no potato has ever chosen me for an alien objection. <laughs> so now I'm, now I'm um, yeah. On another note, I just now realized that I need to share it with our listeners that uh, Andrew is wearing a uh, knit cap in the middle of summer, not because he's cold, but because it's the only pair of headphones he has left because his cats ate all his headphones. <laughs> How did you know that? How did you know that? Because <laughs> I commented on one of your Facebook photos about why on earth are you wearing a knit cat? It's 90 out, <laughs> even in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. What's yep. wrong with you? Well, you're right. You're exactly right. That is why I'm wearing a uh, knit cap because it is a pair of Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyway, it's too bad. It's too it bad takes. all your other headphones were shaped like chew toys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anything with a wire on it is shaped like chew toys for the cats. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I don't know what else to really talk about this episode. Like, other than kind of giving a brief overview, um, it doesn't really have much to do. Other than like, it's a very typical like you are a zombie plot. I, I think some interesting things in terms of like uh, Riverdale lore. Um, it's fascinating to me, one, that Dilton Doily can get away with wearing that Hawaiian shirt everywhere. Um, no, Yeah, and not, can't. not be called out as a douchebag or a party bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Dilton Doily, who do you think you're fooling? Two, I think it's interesting that Jughead is the first one to get taken over and become a zombie-ish. Um, he's not the first, but the first of the main crew. And because in the comic horror comic Afterlife with Archie, when there's an actual zombie thing, Jughead is also the very first person to get taken over. So it seems like always, when they want to tell... Jughead. <laughs> it's always Jughead. always Jughead. always Jughead. The very first, uh, very first scenario uh, always ends up being Jughead, right? Like, it's a, it's a very fascinating trope, I guess. Uh, speaking of Afterlife with Archie, that reminded me that this is the only episode out of the three that I watched that has Hot Dog in it, so it was nice to see him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a little surprising. I think another, they used a lot more Hot boy. Dog. Another good boy. The best boy. <laughs> another, he, they use Hot Dog in this show a fair bit, but I guess for whatever reason in this first batch of episodes, it just did not, uh, which was fascinating. Um, uh, but does anyone thing, else... Ha- the one thing Sorry. we didn't see, because remember the the... Uh, plant the potato tentacles tie up hot dog as well so i was waiting for like an evil hot dog to come and i feel like well you do because the the evil hot dog growls at archie when he's trying to like free them and he has to leave so i like like how it's only that when it's like oh yeah this is a kid show they can't do anything more than that (laughs) yeah i guess it would have if we just had like Archie just having, like, a full-on fight with a dog. That probably would have been on, like, another channel. Wouldn't have been on Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Poor... T- we don't even see Hot Dog come back, really. Like, it does. there's not, like, a happy Kodo with Hot Dog. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of weird. Very weird, very weird. So, I, so does anyone have any final thoughts on this episode? Because I don't, I don't mean to just, like, end it abruptly, but, like, this episode's final- pretty bare bones. Yeah, my final thought is it just really made me want to watch the faculty again, which I'm yes. like, I've got such a deep love, even though it's like, I know his, a lot of his other work is terrible. I have such a deep, cheesy love for Kevin Williamson. So, like, I'd be down to watch the faculty again. Was uh, that was written by Kevin Williamson? 
I'm pretty yeah. sure that was. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't realize. I was I was literally just making fun of Cursed on my podcast. Uh, oh God, Cursed. Yeah, and and I said that like Kevin Williamson, like I said that Scream, there's Scream one and two, and Kevin Williamson has literally never written a good script besides that. And apparently yeah. I was wrong because I like the faculty. Yeah. What about all of Dawson's Creek, bro? All of Dawson's <laughs> Creek, DC. Okay, when I, when I first when I first got <laughs> when I first got really into Kevin Williamson, I didn't watch Scream until the fourth one came out, and then I watched all four of them in one day on Easter nice. Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Ghostface has risen. Yeah, I started at midnight. I started at midnight, finished the third one at like six a.m. or seven a.m. Went to sleep, woke up, and then went and saw the fourth one in theaters. Um, and uh, so for Kevin Williams, I know we're off topic, but um, I was like so into him, so I tried watching Dawson's Creek, and yeah, I just couldn't get into it. There weren't enough stabbings. <laughs> I guess really they just removed all like it's like a scream uh plot, and they just removed all the murders, so you just have to deal with character arcs, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, I don't really want to deal with these character arcs. That's you're funny. like, all right, but there's and, no uh, guilt. There is. How can I enjoy this then? Yes. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Gail Weathers and Dewey and Sydney all just signed on for Scream Five? Hi, 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 My opinion is you shouldn't do a Scream movie now that Wes Craven's dead. Anyways, um, that's my opinion. I would agree take, with I you, but I would agree with you, but the team who's doing it is going to be a radio silence. So I'm like, you know what? As much as I was like, I don't like the idea of doing a Scream Without Wes Craven, Radio Silence, they might be able to do it. You know what? That's fair. I and believe. I feel, like, I feel like we already had the Scream TV show, so I'm kind of okay with just yeah. more Scream, because I actually like the Scream TV yeah. show. I think yeah. season two bad. is good. Have you seen season three, though? No. That was a joke. Oof. Oh, that's bad, my that friend. Is, that is Queen Latifah, though, right? Uh, she's a producer. She's not in it. Oh, dang it. It's, it's not good. It's not good. Speaking of things that were just fine and not that good, uh, yeah, I guess that's the episode one of Archie's Weird Mysteries. Wait, where? Um, I, oh, what? I have I have one final thought, and it's actually about the topic. Um, so, the, oh, of course, the unrealistic thing about this episode is that Jughead receives a potato and he doesn't immediately make it into French fries and eat it. Yeah, no kidding. That's a, that, that is weird. Surprising. That is weird. Or just eat it raw. Like he's he's Jughead. He's supposed to be like this human trash compactor. Like <laughs> just, just eat it raw. <laughs> um, can anybody have any um, like so? I guess go well, final thoughts and any memorable lines. Me, uh, I would love to know what he meant when it's called when it's not a marathon. It's called a boom boob tube. Uh, for whatever reason. Um, a boob tube is a line that we get from Archie. And I was like, okay, that that's strange. That's strange. And I guess, uh, uh, Thor, you've given your final thoughts, but uh, <laughs> do you have any lines that you wrote down? What's that? Any lines that you wrote down that you I wanna... was I was looking. I think, it, I think it was literally just that boob tube line, so I'm glad you mentioned it. It's the best line in the whole show because it makes no gosh darn sense. I was like, what's going on here? What's going on here? Kyle! Final thoughts! 
I thought it was an alright episode, but not the best. Like, it was an okay episode. I thought this was a weird episode to start on. Out of all the interesting mysteries you could go with, uh, evil potatoes, I'm like, yeah, not bad, but it could do better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's a good start. I It doesn't introduce everyone, though. Like, you'd think that the for a first episode, I guess this is my final thoughts, you'd think for a first episode of a show... Most of it would be focused on a core group of characters. Um, obviously, something skubuki is going to happen, but it would focus on their dynamics. And you really don't get a good idea of their dynamics for a few more episodes. Um, so, is that is that? Um, Thor, is there any place on the internet that they may find you in the future? Sure can. Hourofthunder.podomatic.com because we're too cheap to buy our own domain name. Or just search Hour of Thunder or Thor's Hour of Thunder in a podcatcher. And you can listen to Thor's Hour of Thunder, which uh, is going to have uh, Jason from here coming up in a few weeks, actually, on uh, our show. So uh, that'll be exciting. We're talking Society, a movie that I'm slightly dreading watching. Oh, hell yes. That's a great movie. Oh, man, it's great. It's just like exactly what happens in America every day. Um, <laughs> pretty much. All the shunting. It's tough being the token American on this show. Oh, yeah. I feel so bad for you uh, being the token Canadian on every other podcast ever and having to listen to people do half-assed A jokes until the end of time. Um, they don't even get the important parts of the Canadian accent. They always do A. They don't do like the part where everyone who's from the east side does the R's, so they'll say car and garbage and garage. <laughs> the only Canadian accent I can do is there's this uh, awesome... Uh, vegan cooking youtube channel that i'm forgetting the name of and uh she says when she when she's gonna blend something up she says she's gonna use her food processor processor oh there you go that that's pretty good that's pretty good uh kyle where on the interwebs will we find more of your delightful work uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram on ch as a Chibi UFO, and you can find me throughout those things just talking about all sorts of things, random old video games, uh, horror movies, uh, disability activism, all that type of stuff. Awesome, awesome. And as always, if you like this show, you can rate us five stars or whatever other stars you incorrectly think we deserve on any <laughs> podcast platform. You can also email us at mpodcastm at gmail.com or follow us. Oh, it's milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com and mpodcastm is the Twitter. Ah, that's fine. You know, they'll, they'll replace me with somebody who's good at podcasting. Just kidding. Nobody who's good at podcasting would want to do this Ooh. show. Um, <laughs> if you do... If you do find yourself suffering from some sort of uh, brain injury and do like this show and want to continue supporting us, uh, please go over to uh, Patreon and uh, throw us a few bucks at Milkshakes and Mimosas on Patreon, and you will get uh, free bonus episodes every week. Well, they're not free. You're paying for them. You know, that's yep. how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> nothing. Nothing's free, baby. We're in Capitalist City. Capitalism, yeah! <laughs> Fuck society, capitalism, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, and have a great day. Goodbye.